Hello everybody and welcome to episode 67 of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me as always, we have Javier Dominguez from Spain. Hello everyone. And Anthony Lee from Australia. Hola. Welcome to this episode of official previews of Murders of Karlov Manor. This is a tradition that we do uh, before, you know, kind of every new set and actually an episode that I really like. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited for today. We have a bunch of cards uh, ready to talk to you about. We're going to mostly focus on uh, modern and standard because as always, uh, we've been saying in this, um, you know, weeks that we're preparing for the Pioneer PT where we all compete. So we don't want to, uh, you know, release too many informations of what we think. But outside of that, it's going to be a very exciting episode, guys. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I wanted to ask, uh, do you have any of, any favorite cards so far of, of this new set that you think you're going to be happy to play as yes, something like, you know, some just anything? So while you think about that answer, I, I'll go first. I'll go with uh, Thundering Falls. And uh, yeah, that is uh, the the new uh, land cycle that I think is going to be very exciting for uh, I think for every format in the in the newer format without fetch lands. It's a decent land with ca some card advantage. Sorry, not card advantage, card selection. And in the older formats, you even have fetch lands to go get it and surveil one end of turn. So I'm very excited about this card. I think it will be see it definitely see play modern in my opinion. And uh, and yeah, what about you guys? Wow, I mean, the whole set just seems... It, it seems like a really strong set. I remember feeling a bit like this with Lost Caverns of Ixalan as well, where it felt like the set was very dense. Like, nothing was like nothing really blew me away individually, but it just felt like every day there would be some new spot. I'd be like, oh, I could totally see playing that card. And it's even more so for this set. This is this pack, this pack This set is really <laughs> packed densely. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I, I like a lot of the cards, though. I like a lot of them. All right, let's take a stance. One card. Oh, um, I don't know. I really, I really can't pick one off the top of my head. Maybe once I've played All it, right, I, I'll be here. Well, I'll be here. Go first. I, go I first. like the lands. Are, are, am I allowed to pick the land? Okay, you could pick a different one. <laughs> well, it could be the uh, the black red land, I guess. Then Rockus <laughs> Theater, Actually, I believe it's called Anthony. Anthony, yes. you know, you already know every name of the set. So yes, classic Anthony. It's Raucous Theater. What's it called? Raucous Theater. I can't. R A U. What's it spelled? Yeah, Raucous Theater. Yeah. R A U C O U S. Theater. Okay. Well, yeah, there's one card that I like a lot, but for different reasons, and it's like the goat, the one mana goat. Oh, the scapegoat! Ooh, the one might have gold. The frantic, the frantic cool. scapegoat—that's my favorite car so far. But if uh, I mean, for those that are actually watching and not hearing the podcast, you can probably tell why. <laughs> <laughs> the picture is hilarious. I just find the picture is completely. Yeah, hilarious. it's really good. And, yeah, and also, I don't think the car is completely necessarily warranted to be unplayable. It's basically clever champion. It's a, it's it's yeah. Is it even worth? <laughs> it's better than Fermin Champion, maybe. Right? It might like, be. It's a, one, it's a one one mana's haste, pretty much. Like it can block, like the new mechanic of subjected or whatever. Suspect, suspect this. Yeah, yeah. Suspected. And and then 
when you play another creature, you can trans- transfer that property to that creature, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. So that means this is a 1-1 menace haste that can actually give menace to another creature that's bigger, presumably. So, that's, I mean, I could see this being good uh, or card. playable at least. So, yeah, I'm also, yeah, the picture is just like, so yeah, this is my favorite <laughs> card. <laughs> yes. It's also very yes, frantic. Cool. Like, it's definitely, the, the, the art has a lot of movement. I just feel like the goat is just like about to jump up out of the cart, which I think, I like the, the art like this, you know, where the cars are certainly doing something and it feels like they are. This one's alive, yeah. It's definitely yeah, so alive. We wanted to talk about uh, some of the new cards um, again in both in, in those in those formats. But I wanted to ask you and Anthony, uh, what do you guys think about these this new surveillance? Do you think that they will see play in modern, or do you think that you know top lands are just not good and you shouldn't play top lands in your modern deck? Well, we already play top lands, don't we? <laughs> It's not like triumphs are foreign. I think, and I think these are probably very comparable to them. I think they, on balance, I would expect them to be better. Um, you might have to adjust your mana bases to account for cutting a colored source from your deck, but I would expect uh, I expect these to certainly be good wherever you play a triumph, and uh, probably even in places where you didn't already. Like I think decks that didn't play tap lands could probably play these. You, the only reason you wouldn't cut a triumph for this, I think, is uh, well, I, you know, I might be mis misevaluating how good the surveil effect is, but maybe for leyline binding considerations. But that's just to emphasize how good I think uh, the ability to surveil one with a fetch land is. Um, and I would play these in all kinds of decks. Honestly, I would. I think I've already told you that I don't really think the feel of ruined stuff in coffers is particularly good, and I would like to play, for example, fetch lands and witch's cottage, for example. Because I would like to be able to fight against mana flooding a little bit. I think these are so good. I would even play these in monocolor decks, like uh, mono black coffers, just to be able to turn a land into a surveil one for a mana. Um, I, th- I expect these to be very impactful. Yeah, so I think that triumphs are are good in modern and playable in modern because they discount little and binding. So sure, they come into play tapped, but they actually are not that expensive for your mana base. Whereas, like, an actual top land, rarely see play modern. Like, sure, you have Catcher Trium or maybe Colony Garden, but I feel like, um, you know, Colony Garden sort of gives you mana back immediately with uh, with the Court of Calling. And for a Catcher Trium, I think Rhinos plays it because, well, you don't have too much to do on the early turns anyway. And sometimes you, like, if you have four mana, I don't know if you've ever done display, but, like, you Lawrence Reveal, get it in hand, cycle it. So that's kind of cool, but I think that, for example, these lands would be very good in Rhinos, but better than the Triumph. That seems easy to me. I think, I mean, this is, uh, in my opinion, a very complex question. Like, uh, I will need to play with the cards to have a like, strong opinion, but obviously this is spoilers, so, you know, let's try to guess. I think the cost of Tablands is actually quite high. Like, I'm just comparing it to the... Um, legacy mystic sanctuary situation where not all decks actually want to play mystic sanctuary even though it's a card you can use like if you put a level deck you actually have like decent pickups like even a brainstorm or a ponder or a bolt you're good right or a paddle blast for cyber yet you still do not get the sanctuary um every time 
I didn't play modern that much when Santuary was around, but I think it's something similar where not necessarily any deck that can play this will be right doing so. Like, let's put Mortite, for example. Like, what's actually the cost of playing this card in Mortite? Because you get the, the Scry 1 whenever you want, right? Like, I mean, the Survey 1, sorry, which is actually good and even better with Mortite or DRC. It can be a good trick with DRC, like mid-combat, Surveil, haha. <laughs> but other than that, um, I feel like the Taplan is going to matter a lot. Like, if your deck is a tempo-based deck that actually needs to be efficient, which is the case of Mortate Region decks or Delver decks and Legacy or whatever, I think the cost of playing a Taplan is actually huge. So I will be very skeptical of this type of effects in that deck. I, I might be underrating the, the ability of turning a Fetchling into a Surveil, but I think the fact that this is going to be very bad in some decks um, will make them just marginal. That said, though, if your deck has, like, empty mana situations, which is, like, Rhinos or Living End, like, escape decks particularly, this, those cards are definitely... I would be surprised if one of at least does not end being correct in, like, a skate deck, but also, like, even the reactive decks that can be playing or not, land and binding, but if you're playing a control deck that you often have, like, some small mana, like, losses there... Um, I will expect this to to be decent, but in blue-red Mortite specifically for this land, I will be skeptical, and the same goes for, like, you know, Scam and the Black-Red, and, and so goes on, like, it's also, you, you're playing Tempo Blood Moon decks, right, like, most first decks in Modern are Ragavan Disruption, Blood Moon decks in many matchups, and if you're doing that, well, the cost of having a Taplan, uh, it's actually brutal, like, it's not like, this is much better than a temple, right? But it's not like temple was on the table by any means at any point to be played, right? In in a format like this. So I will expect this only to be good in decks that are um, like specifically combo-ish and with empty spots on the curve. And I will expect this to be bad in actual fair decks with an ABC plan of disruption, uh, small red threats and and moons. I'm low confidence on this, but that's that's my read on the situation. Yeah, I think it's also what it gives to your deck, right? Like, this kind of adds more to the decks. Like, the Cascade deck specifically really want to hit the Cascaders, right? Like, for example, you even saw uh, the four-color Rhinos deck because they just wanted to fit more Cascaders because it was just, like, that important to hit one of those specific cards. Whereas Merktide doesn't really have that kind of overwhelming pressure to find, like, a certain card. Uh, it just has to, you know, spend its mana efficiently, I think. So... Yeah, I agree with that, I think. I, I think this card is quite a bit worse in fair decks than unfair decks, and at the moment, I think the unfair decks are mostly the Cascade decks. Um, well, mostly living in Rhinos, Rhinos. Rhinos is not really an unfair deck. That's just an unusual case where this fits there. Um, maybe it is only living in that this particularly benefits that's an unfair deck, and Rhinos, that's a fair deck. I don't really know if I would play this in York Moth, for example. Hmm. Well, the thing with Yalmoth is Ooh. it fights with Dread Arbor, for example. Yeah. And it is not clear which one is better, but like if you add two of these and you also play a colony garden or two, like you start start having like a lot of tablon draws. They stack you're playing up. modern, you know, like like yeah, they stack up a lot. So I will not also there, this is a deck like it doesn't play the many fetchlands anyway. Like I don't think um that would be good enough for decks like Jagmoth, from my first impression. I have a uh, as I've been hearing you I had some uh, opinions. So first, I think that uh, uh, what you said about top lands, it's super true, and I've been like a hater of top lands, for example, in Zoo, 
where I think that you were playing top lands to discount Sign of Draco, but you know if you start cutting Sign of Draco, then you'd rather just be able to curve out 1-2, one, 1-2 two, one, two on turn 3. And I didn't like top lands there. But at the same time, Murktide, sure, some decks you curve out. So sometimes drawing this as your first or second lands is awful. But some other games of Murktide are very much like Drago. For example, the Mirror Match or against some Rhino sometimes. You get into this like Drago situation and just having a Survey Land instead of a Steam Vance end of turn, I think it's huge. And, uh, and I think just having one in your deck... I think will improve your deck. Well, that's one thing. I thought of this for a moment, but I realized like the combo decks in in um, modern right now, except amulet, they actually can operate an instant speed. So that's a big issue there. Like sometimes you pass two mana up with counterspell and fetch land, but you cannot go like end of some get on dual land because they could have the court of calling or this cascader, and that is a very big issue. I will say, specifically for Mortide. I mean, you you play this wisely. Like you don't just you know, get it because you can, but let's say if you have three man on tap and, you know, your opponent passes the turn, sure, like, obviously you think about the Violent Outburst and Court of Calling, but there's definitely, like, ever since this card got spoiled on my, um, you know, and I've been testing for Ghent, a lot of Merktide decks, I've been thinking about this, oh, you know, every time I was fetching a Steam at the end of turn, I was thinking if I had the first one of these in your, in my deck and it would be super cool. Maybe it's good yeah, enough. It, it could be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, like, the co the point here is not that it will not be good when it's good. Like, the point here is, like, when you draw it naturally, it will be like, uh, Yeah, that's you know? the thing. Like, when... Yeah, exactly. The way you're doing it, like, you're, you're only testing when it would be good, which is very easy to see. Like, basically, any time you tap, you fetch a, t a tap steam vents, you're like, oh, this, is, this would be good. But you're never seeing the spots where you draw it, and you're like, oh, this is very unacceptable. Well, so, you should also, yeah, yeah, you should you should try and be like, you know, whenever it draws Team Bands, it has a 33% 33 of not coming into play in tapped. Of course, and, of course. And if you it's think the same way, problem with, yeah, with the, like Urza Saga or, you know, those cards that have like, like Pithic Needle is great to have in your deck, but it's bad to draw. You know, you those sort of things. It definitely, yeah. Uh, but mm, but, but I, I think in decks that rely on grinding and tempo, this is even worse. Like it's not like you're playing Tron, you're playing Middle, you can just mulligan it away, right? But if you play Murtide, you actually want to keep most hands. Like in Murtide, if you ever mulligan a hand because your land is stabbed, well, that's a massive disaster. Like that's just yes. you know unacceptable bad. And I will be scared of this. I mean, you will have to test and see. Like definitely not easy but i think something said just like if you want to think like i could fetch it you also have to think like well this steam man might not be an steam man it could be a thundering falls and then operate from there i i do i do want to point out that there is also the converse argument that uh you know you might say oh i can't i have to mulligan this hand because this tap line does nothing for me but maybe it's possible that you can keep more hands where, where you get easy access to a surveil Actually, I don't think that's true. No, I don't think that's true because right? then it you're, it, like yeah. forgetting a tap line when you light on lands is actually worse. Like it could, no, it could be, it could be like like this in a smaller format, but in modern, like yeah, you just if can't. you're playing a tempo deck, that's a really bad hand, right? Like if you have yeah. a, no removal, no, no play in turn one, and you'll have only one land, like what do you have if you play more like? On the uh, draw? Let's say, hmm, yeah, let's say you have, um, let's say you have thundering falls and a Mishra's bubble, then you know, it's like. A spell, basically. Uh, well, you can bubble yourself, see if there's a land. If not, you put it in the graveyard. So I guess that's that cool. one lander with bubble, it's decent. 
one lander like this without bubble, then sure, it's much worse than a steam vent. But I think you have some. Uh, I think there's some combinations some... there. It's you also have a DRC, so you can actually go like steam vents, mm -hmm. DRC, bubble, and suddenly you have the same surveil, <laughs> but uh, you have a DRC in your battle pool. Like I think. I don't know, I will be skeptical of Blue Red because I think that there's situations where it's going to be good, but I think the bad ones can be like very, very bad. What about, yeah. uh, what, what do you think are other decks that will adopt this? So we've been talking about Rhinos. I think it will adopt it. You've said Living Gand, but I think Living Gand is actually a Mana Hungry deck. So I think but that that's a, that's a deck you where actually need to... Surveil is like so good in that deck. Like if you mill a... You know, if you yeah, but it's true that the deck uses a lot of mana. I think yeah. maybe Living End yeah, is like not. Yeah. Well, Bo Boros, Boros Burn will definitely play one, I will say. Boros Burn? I think okay. Burn will definitely play one. Like it did. You know, it's a good, then you, an easy then one. You, then you have the control deck with, you know, Brennan Six, maybe, that can play some of them. Yeah, you can probably play one there. You will probably play one in Creativity decks, most likely. Yeah. Like, it's good with Brennan Six, you know. I will the say Brand six decks will play this, yeah. Yeah, all this one, yeah, and that's probably it, though, right? Like, I don't know if there's any other deck. Like, you need to have fetchlands. You need to have fetch. You need to have like not a very tempo based deck. Blood control. I mean, probably, but those decks are often splash for banding anyway, so it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. I, I would say maybe not that much. But for example, like blue white control plays breeding pool. Uh, without any green card, just for binding, I guess you could play this. Yeah, maybe. I th I think that that could be locked. a maybe. Yeah, that could be a maybe. Yeah, maybe that one is good, but that's it. Like those are the decks I would I expect this cards to be playable. Maybe I'm wrong and they're just like great and we play one in every in every deck. Yeah, but I mean, I don't this think... is a, a preview. Yeah, this is a preview episode. I will be better. I will be better surprised. Like... I will be better surprised if Ragdos Scam can afford to play Ragdos Guildgate. You know? Yeah, I was a bit. Like, I just. You know, I think the power level of I think the power level of the car is just like not just not in point with the format. Like you, you lose the die roll, they go Lamb Ragaman, and you're gonna go Ragdos Gate. Mm, come on, you know, no. Yeah, I was a bit higher on this before talking about it. I think, especially when I had initially thought, no, oh, maybe you can keep more hands. But then, you know, halfway through the sentence, I was like, oh, that doesn't actually sound very appealing when I think about the actual hands that would have this or access to this. Um, but just because the format, right? Like how about yeah. the format? things are a little bit too very fast. good for standard. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I think very clearly they'll be great in standard. That's just, I mean, that, that's that's a much much slower format. Um, hmm. I do love the design. Why do you I think, think... they are a good design? I mean, I, I always like temples. They, I felt they were like a little bit not very good, but I love them. The gameplay, you know, like temples make it so there are less non games. And this is even better, yeah, because it also you know lets you play this and binding. I don't know. I, I think they're 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 a good adjustment of the temple effect. Yeah. So like in standard right now, you're saying you like this in standard, but like like temples weren't that good in standard. They were great. Recently. What are you talking like they about? Were legal. They were really really good. You think yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, mean, I really believe they so. Were, the first time they were great. Second time they were. Just fine. I think Fires of mentioned X played some of them. Temple of Mystery was not a four. It wasn't even played. It was a two off, maybe, right? Yeah. Some of the Ram decks or whatever. They were just. They, they were like fine to play, but other than Fires, they were just very weak. Like at the end of the format, they will not be seen playing play. Yeah, I remember. No, as, as you said, the first time they were in, everyone was playing Temples when with Abzan and. And stuff like that but the second time they came people kind of yeah i remember how like 
you know, wasn't they weren't very well, much played it anymore. It was Power Creep one and two, like the first temples were like in the course of Krufik's Silver Karate World or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it was not that much about the temples, but about like the kind of decks where temples are good because temples are not good in every deck. Like you're not gonna play temples in Mara de Agro. Temples are good in like decks that are trying to delay the game, but also having like a good mana base in that regard. Like, you know, decks where you can exchange the tempo with um like card quality for tempo, right? And this means basically temple is a bad country in a way. That's a land. So if your deck can afford to play cantrips because you go in over the top by having like six mana Elspeth Sun Champion or like any kind of combo or, or very strong plays that can come back, then you actually want temples. If you're trying to just like go one, two, three, pray for the best, temples are not good. And on the first time, the decks were like that. Like, as I said, like Simon Kariati, Cosmos of Scripics, like Siege Rhino Walt, right? Siege Rhino is the type of card that leads into decks where temples are good. Uh, because the cards are so powerful that they come back, but like the second time we had like you know just whole different arrangements of decks, like they were just different. And I think the more proactive the format is, and the less like good comebacks there are, the the worse temples are. Yeah, I feel like we're way more towards the slow end of things right now, but obviously stuff can change. But I do think um, we're closer to that end, and it is worth noting that Savel one is a little stronger than. Scry one, and that there are uh, synergies available to take advantage of that uh, in standard right now. I think so. Um, yeah, I would I'm be not su- sure about the slow, the slowness though, because the standard now it's I mean it's slow, but there's still a lot of tier one decks that want to do two or three, for example. What's well, the Esper, right? Yeah, but Esper is like the the angle, the central angle with the main of the format, right? And that's uh, I think that's I mean temples are perfect for the main. Yeah, to be clear here because they they are right. But other than other than that, if you want to play like, you know, Esper, I, th- I mean, whenever I think of standard, I think of Esper, Esper first. But like, even the banned poison decks or whatever, soldiers, you know, Golgaris, all these decks are actually not very interested in playing this kind of temples as much. Like, does Golgari even want to have temples? Just because they have Rest mm-hmm. Cottage, right? Which is definitely better, right? And yes, does Soldier even want to play temples? Not really, no, because manage stacks. Does Poison want to want to uh, play temples? Well, probably not, because they're trying to actually, you know, like use a tempo. So it's like those decks do not use temples. You know, I think it's better for the main, and I think like the Ragdos decks might actually use some amount of temples, but they can also use not that many temples because the cards are good, but they're not exactly like that much of combat cards. I think. Uh, yeah, like, I agree. They are proactive cards. Like, I think the first time temples were particularly good partially because of that like Elspeth Sun Champion had a large effect on this as well like I feel if, if Carnosaur was a dinosaur that made a sweeper or something I think that would be better for Temples for example because suddenly you will want to play Temples in Black Red for example um, and I think that's maybe the case so I agree that things are not very fast but I'm not sure this translates into into not having sorry into Temples uh, seeing more play because if things are not very fast in this way, like Domain and Esper being the best decks or whatever, this means if you have to go under, you have to go under for real. And this means not Temples. But I, I think they will see play, and I think they're good, but they're, they're definitely not going to be as good as they were like in, you know, Terra's Block Constructed. No, I mean, the is... buff of that was crazy. Like, people were playing a completely obscene number of Temples there, but... Yeah, I agree that, yeah. The, that yeah, Domain puts a constraint on the decks where the speed that they need means that you definitely can't play them. But I think it's very clear when you can't play them. Like, like, it seems obviously impossible to play 
temples in something like Bant Poison, but I do expect I, I do feel quite optimistic about these in Rakdos, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were like fine and Golgari, even though they often. What play about Esper though? Games. For example, I think Esper you because can't Esper, play these. I agree with that. You cannot play this, right? And in yeah. Golgari, I mean, I remember you and I had some exact problems because Cottage was so good that actually the Taplands over Cottage were like very bad because they they stuck very fast, right? So maybe it's like a one-off temple or something. Golgari, yeah, I think so. I yeah, like I, I definitely wouldn't Could play be. more than like. I, I think I'd probably play one, maybe not more than two, but it seems powerful enough um, that. Maybe it's good, especially with tortoise or whatever. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's very good with tortoise. That's, that's the main thing. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mostly like that we're not sure. sure. That's I that's want... the most interesting. That's what I want to see from a spoiler <laughs> to not be sure. <laughs> the another reason why I think I'm a little bit afraid of these cards in standard is that now in standard there's so many sets, so many duels that you're probably happier with something like you. Maybe back. Back in the days, you had to play temples because you had no no other options if you wanted to fix your your colors, your mana base. But now you can actually choose between I don't know this Stormcrave Coast, and you know all the un, untapped uh, cycle and stuff like that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging. Although Lilian Binding definitely plays very well with this uh, for sure in the in the domain deck. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. remember the temple temples were with Shocklands plus Checklands, right? Yeah, that's where they were. Last time, is it correct? Yeah, I think so. M nine, M nineteen. Yeah, M19? I think I think it was Fire's information. They explained temples with Hallowed Fountain, Socket Foundries, and the yeah. I mean, the man was very strong. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember many other temples other than Temple of Mystery and this one being played la this last time. So maybe, I mean, surely there were some here and there, but I would expect yeah, this is gonna be played more than temples the last time, presumably. Otherwise, that would be like a miss, I think. Like I think if these yes. lands do not see as more play than the temples last time, like I would expect temples to be like called like a failure in terms of the reprint or whatever. Like if you put the set of dual lands and they're never played because they're bad, they're. I mean, I don't think that's a good, good but thing. I th I think putting the card in the graveyard is a big deal, uh, as uh, as you guys mentioned. The the there's a new mechanic called collect evidence. Uh, we can read some cards. They reward you for putting things in your graveyard, but. Uh, the first one is analyze the pollen, and I think this is super sweet. It's cost a green, it's a sorcery, and you search your library for a basic land. But if you collect evidence eight, so that means if you exile cards with total mana value eight or greater from your graveyard as you cast this card, you go and pick up a creature or land. So this is very similar to Traverse the Ulven Vault, uh, which you know was a card that you know top aided modern Pro Tours. So uh I think it's cool. You can play this card in modern as well with cards like Street Freight or you know Generous Ant and stuff like that. You can easily go get your Death Shadow or you know whatever you want to tutor for. So I think this card, uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting card for for modern. What do you guys think? I mean, Collectivity say this a lot. It's like Treasure Cruise kind of. You, know, yeah, you need specific enablers. Yeah, I, I would say like Cedo, I mean, sorry, Collect Evidence 8 is like so much. Like, I, I just don't see. Like, you go like Bubble, Fetchland, Thoughtseize, and then Bubble, Fetchland, Bold, Final Push, or whatever, or you have like a four, you know? Oh, still, yeah, but... obviously, you need to put cards that cost a lot of mana. Yeah, but which cards are there? Like, that's just like, I don't think there are decks that can put cards that are very expensive that actually wants to search for those cards anyway. I think I think that will be probably not be very good. I think this is might be like a playable card. Like 
I could see Golgari playing one of these if they don't have any um, other uh, evidence card. Yeah. Like what about what about the main? In standard, maybe in standard they play the. In standard, they play dig up. Yeah, this is a similar card. Gulgari this could be scene. this could be maybe better. I feel. But like, because you, you, you have, if you think you know. if you think about that card in domain, like you you have some good enablers for collecting evidence because herd migration and trumpeting carnosaur are both yeah very large. That's true, actually. That, this yeah. de- that deck yeah. uses the search very very well, right? Like you can search for cavern or search for Atraxa or archangel. Like you have Braxa. super high impact. Yeah, another card. Yeah, another card that makes domain better. Yay! Yeah, I think this could be good in domain. That 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 would make sense yeah. to me specifically because they play carnosaur and. Herd migration, yep. which are naturally very good. Hemigration is just like a very good fix with this. Like yeah. You can play pollen into migration cycle and then just pollen for a creature. Like that's just very good. Seems good to me. Yep. Um, yeah, and another card we collect evidence that has just been printed is a 10 district hero, cost one in a white, it's a human, and it's a 2 3. So it's a 2 mana 2 3. And then it's like. It evolves, so you pay one in a white, so you pay two, and then you collect evidence too, so you exile a two drop or two one drop from your graveyard, and this becomes a four four with vigilance. And then if you pay three, and this was a vigilant and this was already leveled up, you can collect evidence four and this and this becomes a five five that gives other creatures you control indestructible. So this is a two mana two three human with a lot of very easy upside. It seems like a very powerful card. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Uh, this one definitely strike drives home that collecting evidence is certainly a lot easier when you pair it with uh, spells, isn't it? Like, if you have instants and sorceries, that's just the easiest way to collect evidence, particularly in standard. And so I think this kind of card will probably pair much better in a mid-range type of deck than a dedicated, like, human aggro kind of deck, which is where the sort of figure of destiny sort of uh, template for a card tends to end up. Um, this card seems it's it's a, it's a good rate, isn't it? And it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to enable. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a 2024 Sylvan Advocate. Like, I think this card looks very good to me. It just, I mean, it's a Sylvan Advocate that just gets big in a similar way. I guess it's easier. Like, it's easier. Also, like instant speed. I think in this situation, being a, the classic pump situation where you just attack and they cannot block because you can pump, and then you can just deploy your next threat. That's obviously like an extremely powerful dynamic here. And for me, like the third part, like, you know, all the creatures, all the creatures you control have indestructible. That's, that's a, like, this kind of text is just like a win, win game type of text, right? Like, this card looks to me, for example, probably like stronger than Denik, if I had to compare it with something. Because the, when you flip this, like, you never lose a combat. Like, all the creatures win all the combats, even if they're smaller. Like, that's a lot, you know? Like, they have to cast removal on on these, or... I don't know, I just feel like this card is certainly designed to be good enough for standard play. And I will be surprised if it doesn't see any kind of play. I mean, it looks a little bit worse to me than the bat, but it's more like bat is just great. Uh, but other than that, this could be one of the best two drops in standard, if it's as good as I think it is, and... I don't know. Last time Sylvan Advocate was very good, so let's see here. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I expect it to play in a similar sort of space. I, I, I agree, yeah. There's a another uh, two-drop in white. It's Doorkeeper Thrall. It's a two-mana, one-two, flash flying that says artifact and creatures entered the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. So there's a lot of uh, obvious um, comparison that we can think. 
but namely this one yeah uh, this one only stops artifacting creatures so it doesn't stop lotus field so you know strict proctor will still uh, be a better choice in, in that regard but yeah this this is another one you can choose with the uh, Hushbringer, for example, that I remember saw uh, some play in, in Standard in the past. So, I don't know if but, like you want to stop what Atraxa, what, what, what else is there? To sure, stop? I, th I think having Flash makes it like substantially better, though. Because before, like you would play the card and then they would just not play this until they remove it. But this means it's a lot more likely to actually catch something, right? Um, yes. This... Well, this has to be decent against the Black Red deck, right? They pl I mean, this uh, the battle is yeah. kind of decent against the bat. Like, if you have this one to yep. play and to play a bat, you can just in response play this, and that's kind of like a two for one. But exactly. then you can play the response to like Carnus or, or Appraiser. Like, I mean, I thought this would be bad, but maybe Anthony just pointed like the instant speed is like maybe good because you counter that trigger or whatever, but also they have to still kill the creatures to get future triggers. So it's like the other card, but also the first time is not guaranteed, but like way more likely to succeed. So maybe good. It was, it was also pointed out. List, yeah. it, it also was pointed out to me that it turns off the one rings uh, protection ability, at, which is kind of funny. If they try to play the one oh. ring, you can catch it. I don't know what deck would use it though, because they aren't really um, small white creature. Small white in, martyr. Yeah, but that's that's, <laughs> that's an interesting application. In 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 modern Hammer time, they play strict Proctor in the sideboard. Or I this remember also playing Ashbringer. Well, this looks better, Maybe. right? Like instant speed is definitely much better in modern than it is in standard for the, for in this kind of text specifically. Also with you know, you know Saga or something. So and flying. Yeah, I think this this yeah. looks good for modern. I mean, not good, good, but like I could see this being played in, would be, in yeah. modern. You know, yeah, you can you can play this in uh, against Amulet Titan. Although I guess Valakut still kills this. Yeah, but you can just play it in response to the Titan and maybe that's enough, or in response to Solitude. I mean, yeah, this has some uses for Modern if you're playing Hammer. That makes sense, yeah, because that's a matchup where they both have the ring and the... Whoa, 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 but you, you will not trigger the Hammer time with Sagara Said, though, right? Because oh, it turns off exactly. your own... Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> and, Stormforge, and Stormforge Mystic as well. Oh, actually, that's kind of horrifying. Oh. oh. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah. No, no good. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. As more two drops here. Um, sharp eyed rookie, one in a green, two two vigilance. When comes into play, if its power is great, sorry, whenever a creature comes into play, if its power is greater than uh, the sharp eyed rookie's power or its softness, um, you put a plus one plus one counter and investigate. All right, I mean, so, Anthony, maybe I'm wrong, but this is just evolve, but with a clue, right? Uh yeah, I don't know. This, this card just seems <laughs> incredible to me. Like, this seems so good. The in, the the old yeah. simic ability, right? Simic, like the evolve. Yes, it's, it's pretty much creature. evolve. Oh, yeah. evolve. Oh, evolve, okay, but okay, okay. Uh, just so it's easier to understand. Right? Yeah, it's evolve, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. with a clue. It is. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, to 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 evolve with a clue. I mean, the experiment one type of card was actually decent. I would say, uh, was probably better than this. I don't know, but it was. I mean, a clue is a good effect as well. So maybe this is. Like they're, they're, they're kind of different cards, even. but yeah, like Experiment 1 was much more explicitly aggressive, whereas like, I don't, and you were like meant to grow Experiment 1 to probably be a little bit bigger than this, like, I don't know, like, you, this will probably usually be a 3-3 three, three and sometimes a 4-4, four, four, but that seems like extremely good value out of a 2-drop, right? Like, if you can trigger this twice, for example, you play one of the, um, any other Golgari creature, like a Mosswood Dread Knight or one of the 3-drops into a larger creature, like, uh, particularly Sentinel of the Nameless City, and then potentially a slightly bigger one like Shieldred, 
this card would be that's that's it's just like so much value like out of uh one card and it hits on both and two axes right because it's both a lot of pressure by being well stats it's just got a lot of power and toughness as well as generating cards like this is tireless tracker vibes to me maybe um and i, I don't think i think comparison with tracker tracker is better because this is not good against interaction and will never get out of like get out of control against like you know board decks like i don't think this is i think this is a similar card to the tracker the mana tracker the the bad one bridge tracker yeah yeah that i think this is a little bit better than that one but i think comparing this to the title tracker is really not realistic like i think it's a uh, setting up for disappointment in terms of like this is not well, yeah tracker is kind of never an absurd card yeah, yeah. but and this one is gated, oh, i know i mean but... Yeah, I mean, Tracker will be a good card in standard, but it also will not be the best one ever or anything. But it's, uh, I think this is, I think it's a good to drop, but I'm not sure how good it will be. Like in Golgari, this is still, again, worse than the bad, probably, right? And still worse than Mossboot. So maybe like, it can be, it's like a cure filler. Like, definitely this sets the low on the two drops that are played in this kind of deck. Like, this is better than Underdog, uh, Tough Cookie. All whatever kind of two drops you can think of in the standard or red, black, and green. I think this is better, but I think that's it. Like, I think this is a decent quality filler of a curve. That's my impression. I think this card is like maybe good enough that you would build Golgari differently. Um, to that you would just build with more two drops and try to grow this card more. Maybe that's off, but sometimes the bat is not as impressive as we liked when we were testing. Before, Aren't you concerned? So. Anthony, this could fight. Like, I think this fights with the Sentinel of the Nameless City. Like, I think Sentinel is is the actual kind of tracker. Yes. Uh, and the problem is they both put pieces that require mana. I understand. That would be the most difficult. Sentinel part, sometimes yeah. get mana, but I think those two cards kind of fight for that role a little bit. Like, if you play a tracker, they're not as good, right? And yes. And I think this one fights for Sentinel. I think Sentinel is better. I think Sentinel is like a, definitely a very powerful card. So I will be also concerned in that regard with this card. I could see. I think that's probably the biggest prop challenge to that because one of the easiest ways to trigger it the second time is with Sentinel. But then, as you say, that does use up a lot of mana. I don't know. Maybe if there's some way to uh, exploit that, like maybe you can find a way to use all these game objects you're generating. But yeah, in terms of the natural use, I think that might be a, that might be the biggest problem. Mm, for it's this good card. with Preacher also, right? It's also good with Preacher. Like to be fair, yeah. it's, it's easy to convert this into a four-four mana. Investigate twice, right? Four, yeah, four, four, mana. Like it's. I don't know, maybe, maybe this is good. Maybe this can be in a spot for some of the bats, actually. That's what I was thinking. Because it also attacks fast. Yeah, like, maybe this attacks fast enough. Like, if you go these into Sentinel, into another Sentinel, that's, you know... That's kind of the thing. Turn to, yeah, like, the, 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 the specific place where you want, like, a two-drop that puts a lot of pressure is the same place where the bat is particularly good, right? Like, against Domain. And that's where, like, generating these extra things is particularly good I'm getting convinced a little bit this is also not a great top deck but i, I mean yeah it's better than the bat better still. than i thought <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm getting a slightly convinced still not think it's a home run or anything but definitely. no no it's definitely yeah. no i think it's very hard for it to be a home run i think because i don't know the power level of the existing cards is quite good already but i i, I think there's a lot of potential here um so i wanted to highlight this one in particular all right let's go uh with more cars called no more lies this is one in a white for an instant that says card target spell on a sick controller pays three. And if that spell is countered this way, you exile it. This card obviously we're gonna test a lot of this card in Pioneer Blue White Control. But uh, where does it leave this card in terms of standard? Because you know, Esper and Blue White are 
decks that love to play counter spells. So probably this card will see play there. Well, <laughs> this card is good enough to if everything goes right to just even create a new archetype. Like Mana Lake is a very good card. Like Mana Lake is not that far from actual counter spell in many situations. And this card is better than Mana League if you play in blue-white, right? If you can reliably cast this. So the power level of this card is definitely like among the best ones in the standard right now, I would say. I mean, look at make disappear multi-format superstar make disappear, right? It is a worse card than this. And I, I would expect this to be good as long as it has home. Like I say this because it's very important to frame that especially reactive cards really depend on what they're, you know, being played with. Like if you have excellent removals or excellent interaction, but your cards are actually not on the right power level or not well aligned in the format, it doesn't work. And I also could see this happening. Like, imagine you're playing a format where all decks are one drops and domain. Well, specifically that format, this card or mana league by that matter, will not be that good, right? Because assuming mana league is not as good against domain, I don't think it will be, but that's another story. But it will definitely be not that great against the one drop deck. So this could also be a problem for this. And also if your deck has to be blue-white or more reactive, maybe there are not enough cards like Wandering Emperor. I don't think that's the case though here. I think there are enough like Virtues, Wandering Emperors, there's not like enough like good flash cards. But I think this might require to be like blue-white flash, like the one hand playing the walls than actual Esper midrange. Even though, I mean, you can just throw one of these in Esper and sure still some games. So maybe that's also a direction. I don't know what Anthony thinks. Yeah, the upside, uh, it's, you know, yeah, it's very easy to just frame this as just Mana Link, but the Exile upside is pretty relevant, I think, um, against quite a few decks. I do think that historically the mana leak was like it was good in control decks, but it was like it's actually like excellent when you pair it with pressure. I think that's important to note as well. Um, so I do expect it to be better in the kinds of decks that Javier highlights or decks like Esper Midrange uh, or what Hame played before. Then straight up try to kill and counter all of your things because the fact that this goes dead late that does matter. Uh, obviously, it doesn't go dead as quickly as make disappear, but that is something that you have to think about with this card. Although maybe there, then the exiling effect is high upside in those decks that tend to care more about not being 2 for one by certain cards like Denik, so maybe maybe that will compensate that effect as well. But I do think that, like, mana leaks are not unconditionally good. Like, you have to... Like, they are very strong, but you have to... There, there are some deck-building uh, constraints there, I think. Um, yeah, no, they, they are, but I'm saying is, like, this card could be good enough to build a flash deck. Like, yeah, I, I think Mana League was definitely the difference between Delver back in the standard being like the best deck or just like a random yes. bad deck. And this it could be the case here. Like, where if you're playing Domain against a blue-white flash deck and they have four Mana Leagues, well, that's trouble, you know? Even if they have like Cavern of Souls, you're going to still... Like, Mana League is so cheap that it's easy to just yeah, attack the Domain or whatever. But the yeah, flash deck exactly. was really so, close before, right? Like, we were really close to... Finding yeah. a, a really so, good blue-white flash deck for worlds. So I could see that being an option for this card. De definitely, Anthony's point of like this is not a great control uh, deck, a card like Mana League. I mean, control is where Mana League gets much worse in Counterspell, right? And because you're building a deck to go super long, well, in the super long games, Mana League gets worse, so that's a little bit of an issue. But if you're building in a more tempo deck, I mean, the first copy you put in Esper is going to be fantastic. I would say. Like I agree. Much better than the Magdisappear, I will expect. I could be wrong, though. Like, I could be just overrating this card compared to Magdisappear, because we never had the Magdisappear versus Mana League situation. But if testing shows that Mana League is actually worse than Magdisappear against Domain, because 
you know, sacrificing a creature actually doesn't matter as much when you're trying to actually counter this, like, six mana spell when they have ten mana. I could be wrong. On the surface level, obviously, mana league is much better, no more lives in this case, but, you know, I will not count make this appear out necessarily. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Multi-format staple. I think that two other, two other good things that go for no more lies in standard are that uh, investigate maybe a playable mechanic like Throbin Inspector could, mm, sure. could be playable, I don't know. Mm. Or the one that we've seen before, as well as a Raphine, you discard this when it's bad. Or, I don't know, Fable is banned, but I'm sure that there's some more uh, looting to be done, so... I feel like um, those are some things that were worth highlighting. I love the name, by the way. Let's go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you can you can link this for a lot of comedy value. I wanna I wanna put that out there, you know. So don't forget, no more like this is a great name. All right, let's continue with uh, some two drop instant speed. This time is blue and a black. Drag the canal. There's an inspector in the um, just finding a dead corpse in the. The gutter, that's pretty funny art. And uh, it says, create a 2 2 blue white detective token. And if a creature died this turn, you gain two life, surveil two, and investigate. This is very powerful. Like, this can either ambush a blocker, let's say they attack with a 1 1 or a 1 2, you play this and block, or you know, they kill your creature and then you, you make a 2 2 and you do all this sort of things for just two mana. Yeah, this card seems great. Hmm. Yeah, it just seems like a I mean, lot of value if you turn it on. Like that's, I don't know. It's so much for two. I, I don't know. The rate just seems really pushed to me. I, I don't know if it's trivial. How to do you turn it on though? I don't How know. Do cut down or something. This? Yeah, I guess this might be good, but it's not the automatic. Like, I think the scar being so much worse than the other twos. Like, I'm thinking of Mastermind, Denik, Virtue, and Bat. Like all the scars seem better than this, right? Yes, I think in something like Esper, this doesn't work that well because Esper is somewhat more creature-based because of Rafine. Like, this doesn't play better with Rafine than a lot of the other two drops, and that deck doesn't play necessarily like a ton of uh, natural removal. But I feel like maybe there's this, for example, you see a little bit of like blue-black mid-range or similar decks, and this might be good there. I also don't know if it being an instant or sorcery could work out to be an upside in some other sense. Like, for example, like with... uh, cards that collect evidence the fact that this is an instant or sorcery that generates a creature might make it better than a creature because you can build your board as well as um put things in your graveyard towards collecting evidence so if there's good cards with that mechanic then maybe this is helpful um that is very yeah. true like i, mean, I feel like there's a lot of I potential mean, I, synergy yeah this is definitely a good card like for blue black if you play blue black with removal like a high cannon removal that's this looks good out of value i We'll expect this to be bad in Esper, just to be clear. But yes, I actually, I agree. yeah, I actually think you're right on the man. This could be a look. I mean, two two for two mana, gain two life, travel to investigate. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the rate just seems incredible if you can. It's crazy, it yeah. All right, we have uh, lost in the maids now. This is X blue blue for an enchantment with flesh. When it comes to play, you tap X creature and you put a stun counter on them. That means that. If they wouldn't tap, instead you remove the stun counter and they don't untap. And then it says, tap creature you control have X-proof. Okay, so what do I see with this card? This is either a combat trick to protect your creature as well as a potential fog, like similar to the march 
the the blue march that that you play in Van Toxic. It just gives you it just gives you upside off to it as well, right? Like you can protect any of your creatures. It can also do both at the same time, I guess. Um, but that's true. I, I don't know. See, this seems this seems like yeah, it, the we... flexibility of this is really impressive. I think. Um, I could see because you you mean you can also tap your own creatures, of course, um, to protect them even if they're untapped. But once you're attacking, I think this is quite an impressive card, right? Because it's just incredibly good at racing. Like you play this, you can tap their creatures. Your creatures can't be removed. Um, you'll probably win any straight up combat race. I don't know. Like it, it's just extremely flexible. Like it might be good at two mana. It might be good at four mana. I'm not entirely sure where I would put this, um, because again, like it doesn't fit very neatly into existing decks. I think it. Maybe you could play one in Esper something, but that seems like a little bit of a stretch to me. But the f I don't know, the, f the flexibility of this is really striking because it's not only flexible in terms of uh, function, but also in terms of scale, right? That seems like it has maybe a lot of potential to me. It's particularly because standard goes slowly, so any card that scales uh, to mana is quite interesting to me. Well, I mean, I will have said this is like not a constructive playable card, but now I feel like you guys are on point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's continue with Delny Streetwise Lookout to win a white for a 2 2 that says creatures you control with power 2 or less can't be blocked by creatures with power 3 or greater. So you have to count a lot here. So creatures with power 2 or less can. Okay. Small so creatures two two cannot be, be blocked by large creatures. Yeah, they're sneaky. That's it. Yes, yeah. a 2-2 two -two, two -two can't be blocked by a 3-2, for example. Mm -hmm. If an ability of a creature you control with power 2 or less triggers, that ability triggers an additional time. Okay, so it's a little bit of a panharmonicon for small creatures. I mean, this is screaming like a combo card, honestly, because it doesn't have the classic, like, this ability triggers once per turn. Uh, <laughs> so... They often have it, right? So yeah, they usually do. They don't have it, so <laughs> it opens a combo line. I don't know what the combo will be. Probably something like bounces a creature and gives mana or something. Um, other than that, I mean, this might... I think it's unlikely that this ends being like an actual value card. But there's a lot of cards. Like, this is good with a bat, you know? The two cards, like Geeks... I mean, sorry, the Preacher of the Hears, whatever it's called. Like the 2-4... The I don't know, the Sirens, there's the, the Takahashi right. card. There's some cards, It's, it's really right? cool with Inti, because it doubles both of the triggers. Yeah, also Inti. Yeah, yeah, there's some cards. I mean, maybe one of them are actually good enough, but I don't think this is like... I don't think this is going to be good enough as a value card. At the end of the day, it's like a 2-2 two, two for 3 mana, and the bar yeah, for depends on 3 mana cards. creatures seems to, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be like Geeks, Preacher, Sentinel, and Rafine, right? And this this has a really big cut-down problem, yeah. basically. But, also that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't shake the idea that there must be something unfair you can do with a doubling effect this cheap. Like, I don't know what, but... Uh, yeah, like you said, it's, you, you read it and you're like, oh, I can do something with this. I just don't know what. <laughs> like, you have to do something that's good enough. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I mean, they can just play Schooner into this and then you explore twice. Sure, you know, but like... No, even not, no, that doesn't work even. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of small things you can do. Like, you can just play, you can play the Spectres and you get too close. That's fine, but like, is it good enough to, you know, justify a three mana two two in constructed? Tough. I don't think so yeah. on a surface level. I think the, I think you need like an actual combo, like actual super strong synergy. I'm sure CFT stock will win a challenge with this card or something, doing something. Yeah, that's <laughs> a legend. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like the same. 
There's another card that um, also works with power two or less. It feels like it's a theme of the, this new set. It's called Assemble the Players. It's an enchantment. It says you may look at the top card of your library anytime. Once each turn, you may cast a creature spell with power two or less from the top of your library. So if you build your deck to be super heavy on, uh, you know, power two or less creatures, this could be a experimental frenzy for you. No, because now they put the you can only use this once per turn line. Well, right, but still, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like not quite frenzy, but you know, it's uh, less restrictive, obviously. Is this is like uh what is it? Tarkasia's welcome, right? Taco and with Bell? the surveillance. And with yeah, and with the surveillance you can even put a land in the graveyard at the right I don't time. No, I don't feel like, like this card is as good as Tokasia's Welcome. Like this doesn't work well with like the wedding announcement type of cards, which Tokasia's Welcome does. And this is like giving you some kind of card advantage, but it's very restrictive. Like there's some situations where you will not get the card advantage, uh no matter what, like it doesn't play with Mirex or whatever. And it's also very restrictive. Like you have to play a bunch of creatures that are small for this to be any good, and I don't think that's how you build standard decks, right? Like you need to have some of the strong cards to actually win the over-the-top battles, you know, to have interaction. And I don't think this car. I don't think this looks good to me. I could see that. Okay. Like it's it, it is very restrictive, as you say. Um, one thing I would note about that card is it's a lot better if you can play it with creatures with flash. Um, yep. So that's that's worth oh. noting as well. Again, Fairy Mastermind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we have... Um, that's my favorite world champion. One more enchantment. <laughs> when one more enchantment. It costs one white red. And it's an anthem. So it gives your creatures you control plus one plus one. As well as whenever a creature enters this battlefield, this one deals one damage to each opponent. So... Um, yeah, token makers. You could play a red white creature there with Inti, the this new card, the three three uh, two for three mana doubles the triggers and a bunch of like small creatures with triggers and that might be okay. But then you will be still playing against like Rafines and Shieldreds, right? This, this is, I think that's the issue with his cards. This is really cool with the uh, the red god, right? Or uh, Axanil. Yeah. Like, that, that's that's it's very good with that god. And <laughs> definitely good with the the double triggers. Like imagine you have the double trigger and the god, right? You play a creature random. Wait, does it does it does this work with the double triggers? Yeah, why not? It's a creature. Does it, doesn't right? it? Doesn't it? What? If can you can oh, you no, just go no, back so to you're, Delny? You're the you're the guy that knows the rules. I I, I mean I I don't Whenever I just don't remember the text on the card. Field? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, no, definitely no, triggers. No, it doesn't double. No, because doesn't Delny affect no. cre abilities of creatures? Yeah. Oh, if in the yeah yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Power two or less. Yeah. This oh. one is the trigger. Then it for yeah, yeah. Hmm. that's that's Bye -bye. exciting. Border tragic. I know, like right. this doesn't seem very easy to make work. Like it might be good, but Tough probably ball. will depend on how good the one and two drops are. To be fair, <laughs> like those are the ones yeah, that actually sure. making the difference, not not the payoff exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's go with uh, Trostani Tree Whispers. This costs three of Solesnia specific mana. And it says, it's a 4-4 four, four for 3, so that's that's alright. And then you pay 2, you give a creature death touch, you pay 1, you give a creature vigilance, and you pay 3, and you give a creature double strike. So, yeah, a lot of things going on for this card seems, uh, as they say, aggressively costed. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, Mingo. I was exactly, like, I was exactly thinking, wow, this is aggressively costed. 
aggressively costly. Like, it doesn't it. look like a traditional good cup. I think it might be, just because, I mean, the, the base rate is, is not bad, right? Like, a 3-mana 4-4 is, you know, fine. But I think particularly having access to the double strike ability is really interesting, because, you know, we don't see a lot of uh, double strike enablers in standard, usually. And this one seems like it's kind of a low opportunity cost, so you, it's more possible to create powerful combinations with this card. Um, obviously, the other two abilities are a little less powerful, but they do have applications. Like, being able to grant any number of creatures vigilance for a bunch of mana is, like, super strong against cards like the Wandering Emperor, for example. Death Touch might be able to let you attack uh, through Shieldreds or s- something like that, or Archfiends with a Dross. I don't know. Maybe there's... I think there might be something here. Particularly, I'm interested in the Double Strike ability. Um if we can combine it with something. I'm not sure what. Yeah, I think this, yeah, the, I mean, this card is good enough. Like, I think the rate... The, the, if, like, let's say this was Esper Colors, I would be like, well, this card's great. Like, we're going we're gonna to play this card. The issue with this card is it doesn't really have a shell to be played on. Like, there's no actual uh, green-white Mitrash deck. And I don't think this card is good enough to actually create this archetype. But if there is a mid-range deck that involves green and white, I think this card is like at least one or two off. It's just too, it's just too good in combat. Like having combat against this creature, good luck, you know, blocking or attacking into this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it reminds me of Gleese as well because it can give a creature death touch double strike. So kind of none of your creatures hmm. are killable. Yeah, it's kind of like Gleese in terms of like yeah, but Gleese is black green, but Gleese is not the reason why black green exists. You know, when you play black green and then you put Glissa there. This is kind of similar. No, but I remember you were saying how like good Glissa is, and I yeah. don't say this is better, of course, uh, but you can turn any creature into a Glissa. Depends on the matchup. Like, I don't think this card's necessarily much worse than Glissa. I think they're similar cards on that regard. They're just like a good three drop that's good in the battlefield, doesn't do that much else, it just dominates the battlefield, kinda, but that's not enough to build a deck. Like, I will not build green-white mid-ranges because this card exists. But if yeah, I will play green-white, yeah, I will play this. I think it's similar to Gleese. I think it's a fair comparison, actually. Okay, let's continue. We have Demand Answer. I see, Anthony, you suggested cards for Pauper. I didn't know you wanted to what? talk about Pauper today. No, what? Oh, that, that's, that's slander. That's, you, you take that back. That, that's a horrible thing to say about me. That, no, no, no. Oh, this card's good. I mean, oh, it's probably busted in here. I think it's just a great card, though. I, I, All right, um, let's read it. Let's read it. One in a red, instant... As additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice an artifact, or discard a card. That's super good, honestly. And you draw two cards. So this is an instant speed tormenting voice, but you can also sacrifice a treasure. This this card is very good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really I was good. really impressed by this card. Um, this is constructed playable right here. What do you mean you were very impressed? Did you play it with this already? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was very oh, good. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, okay. That's cool. Uh, no, yeah, this card seems good. I want to try it in Boros Popper. I'm sure that's why you highlighted it. And yeah, I mean, if we can talk a little bit more about Popper if you want. No, please don't. But <laughs> yeah, Anthony playing Popper. I, I, I assume it. I assume it's good there because you have a million useless game objects Anthony and drawing such cards. Anthony is such a passionate Popper player but, that every Monday night he proxies Popper decks with the new cards so he can test them. This is yeah, in, Javier. No more lies. In what no more lies. I'm, no in, more I'm lies. paying a blue and a white. I demand answers. I demand answers. <laughs> That's a camera. Two more, more lies. <laughs> what did you try? Boar synthesizer, Rakdos madness. <laughs> They're all the same deck, you know. Just play some pieces and then sacrifice them to get some value. That's basically most decks. Um, I'm I'm glad Anthony you suggested this card. I'm not. Otherwise, I, regret it. I didn't know what to say. I'm never, I'm never sharing anything about... with you in my life ever again. 
any any comments. You only you can only post rares or or uncommons. I I like this card. Yeah. Uh, you can you can tell that we're arriving uh, at the at the hour <laughs> at the hour time. Okay. Oh, look at this, Anthony. Mm -hmm. I only I only brought one card. Oh. To the to uh, the carnies. Is this a proper playable? Escape tunnel, popper playable, ladies and gentlemen. Is it really? What's it? This is, is a what? What's going on in popper? Why uh, is it so, good? So there is a couple of combo decks. One of them is called Tireless Tribe, and it's super fun. Basically, what you oh. do is you have a one mana one one, and then you discard a lot of cards. You have like ways to return cards that you discarded, and then you. Change, you give this unblockable and then you change power and toughness. Boom, you win. I'm pretty sure this is the third time Tidal Strive gets mentioned in this combo in this podcast. Really? really? I will patiently wait for next time. No? <laughs> I don't know. I, I probably and also, wasn't paying attention the first few times. <laughs> <laughs> because you never pay attention to you, the popper. <laughs> no, I don't. You can also give unblockable to Sacred Cat. Bing. Also the ninjas, right? Wow, this card's actually You want to sacrifice yeah. a land to give your Sacred Cat unblockable? No. What? It's like, well, yeah, but then you oh, kill sweet. them. If you do it, you kill them, right? Well, with the Tylus tribe, but Mangu just mentioned Sacred Cat. Isn't that like a 1-1 one, one lifelink? Well, but Sacred Cat gets pumped by Baldur's Gate or whatever it's called. Oh. Yeah. The, um, so they die. Uh, wow. Okay, um, Mangu, I'm, I'm sold. This card's great. That's kind of interesting. What's it called? Come on, I played this as from... Oh, Basilisk Gate. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I always oh, think I it's Baldur's Gate, so but it's not Baldur's Gate somehow. Yeah, yeah. But Bal it, it should Bal be the Baldur's Gate, Gate because it's a powerful one. <laughs> Is it so good? <laughs> yeah. It's very good. That's really interesting. I don't know what the Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah, I mean, is there a Baldur's Gate card? What's just, in, what? What does it do? The actual. There's Baldur's no way there's a Baldur's Gate card. card. The whole set is called uh, Baldur's Gate. It's a rare. It's 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 a rare. It's yeah, a rare. but it's bad. Wait, right? Is it really? Oh my yeah. god, there is. It's a rare. Mm -hmm. Oh, this. I'm sure it's on. It's on Magic Arena as well. Yeah, it just adds mana to the number of gates you have. Oh, it's just flavorful, but it's not common. So I think the other one is better. You know, just pump for seven. It's it's actually like. Also, it's yeah. a rare. Who cares about rares? Only yeah, well, look at the comments. Yeah, exactly. From other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Thank you, Anthony, for uh, for the other one. I, I forgot to mention it. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, um, okay, I think we arrived at the end of our suggested cards. Is there anything else you guys were thinking of um, suggesting to discuss about in this episode? We didn't talk about the ley line. Or do we? The Ley Line, yeah, we missed it. Leyland of the Guild Pact. This card has a very weird cost, and they decided, you know what? We're going to make it mostly green, so that... Are Leylands know, more greens for flavorful reasons or whatever? Are, like, Leylands green? Or this is, like, you know, green all, like, devotion only matters for green Nictus, so may as well just make it green, so it has... Could be that. It's playable. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, this card screaming like some kind of weird combos, right? That's what. All right, let's explain it. Let's explain it. Lelan of the Guild Pact. It costs. How do you call it? Hybrid mana. Yes, it's hybrid mana, and it's specifically Celestia Simic Golgari Gruul. All greens. Yeah. All green. Yes. So Nykthos, Sunken Citadel, four mana on turn two. If Lelan of the Guild Pact is in your opening end, you start the game with it. Each non-land permanent you control is all colors. Lands. You control our every basic land type in addition to their other types. So this is a prismatic omen sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's it's there's, there's, there's a lot of hype about this card. Like, <laughs> um, the, so there's a few things. About hype, this. It doesn't does seem it very good, right? Like, how do you how do you make this work? So there's two things. Yeah, right. Um, 
the first one that people were talking about was combining this with Nykthos, which is potentially pretty powerful. Like, you can enable uh, Nykthos with this, like, very well, right? Just being three green devo- sorry, four green devotion that you don't have to pay for towards Nykthos, and you can activate the Nykthos pretty quickly with something like Lanawai Elves, and you have five devotion. That's that's kind of impressive, so maybe that's good. Um, and in modern, people were talking about combining this with various things, like uh, Leyline Binding or Cyan of Draco or... Uh, well, it's probably it really spells like that. But, but why is that good? Like I don't think it you, is. You're saving one <laughs> mana. Like, you, that's the you're problem. Playing a le- like, they're playing Leyline of the Mulligan because that's, it's a mulligan, That's how I see it. And Yes. You pay binding for one mana on turn one, and that's it. Well, that's a thing. And you lose a card. That's like, basically bone shards, right? Yeah, like, it's basically bone shards, but the thing is, like, if you sp- if you save a m- if you save mana on casting your turn one leyline binding, that only removes a one drop at best. So, like, the value of your leyline binding is gated by the thing that your leyline binding removes. So if you're, spend- if you're casting a turn one leyline binding, you're only killing a one drop with it, which doesn't seem very good. Um, and you go down to, a card this, this has to be good with... Something that combos with devotion, but also combos with the each other non permanent you control is all colors, right? That has yeah, to be that's where the like, scion is maybe with this. convincing. I don't know, like because you, you get well, all the one abilities. thing is if this card it's actually somehow, which I don't think it's going to happen, very good. It's also miserable because it will be <laughs> like the fires of invention effect, where oh, no, then I your deck is great when you have Lin in your hand and your deck is dysfunctional when you don't. It's even worse, which yeah. is definitely Anthony's best design for cards. So. Ugh. From zero, so from zero to ten, how much do you like this card, Anthony Lee from Australia? Uh, so in terms of how much I like it, which is different to how good I think it is, this I would like. Yeah, how this much you ter- like it? How much I like it? Yeah, it's like basically it. it's like a one, maybe or a two. I think it's closer to one. And then in what's terms of how good I think it is, it's it's also what, what's a zero? I want I want to know zero. Zero is like Fires of Invention. Uh, what's a ten? So that that I really 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 like the card. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um. I'm going to say Bringer of the Last Gift in Lost Cabins of Ixalan Limited. <laughs> All right. That's like one of my favorite designs ever. Yeah. I didn't know you disliked Fires of Invasion. It's horrible. Did it's literally didn't? one of the most miserable magic cards that's ever been printed. I'll tell you what, me and Javier love magic so much, and we've the only time that we've actually thought about stopping playing competitive magic was Fires of Invention. <laughs> like, it, that's how bad it I'm is. Here. I, have this, I have this memory of you. I, I hope you remember. We were at the... Um, Mythic Championship, one of the arena events in the in the area where we had like snacks and such, and we were talking to a, a wizard employee about Oko. Do you remember? And uh, and you were like, you have to ban it. It's impossible. It's unplayable. And he goes like, oh yeah, that was maybe you know things like that. But he said, I love how we nailed Fires of Invasion. I thought it was a great <laughs> design. Like, oh, no. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Now, now that you say, I think so, no. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's true. Fires of Invasion is a, a super cool design because like, kind of not that many people were playing it. I think like nobody was playing it. I'm but, pretty but, sure I did I not say it was a cool and good design. I'm pretty sure I will have not said this words from Fires of Invasion. No, you didn't, but uh, okay. the, the, the <laughs> R&D person that I... Not mention. Uh, definitely was so proud of Fires of Invasion. I was like, yeah, maybe. Oh gosh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Anthony we'll is not. And then they, Anthony is not. And then happy. they banned four cards or five cards, whatever, six cards, and then Fires of Invasion works good. And then they banned Fires. Of I think Oko was a much more fun card, like than Fires of Invention. Like it's not even close. Like yeah, of course. I don't think it's close. Also, yeah, that's like, true. My goodness. Oh well, that's horrifying. Funny because of that two thousand, of that two thousand nineteen, I have so few memories. Like I kind of like it all. 
all the events blurred together, but I remember this moment for some reason. Well, probably <laughs> at least you have some memories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's even traumatizing for Anthony, mm. even though he was not there or didn't know about the story, you know? Uh, I, I don't know why you told me that. I uh, Everything was so much better. You just ruined my day. That's... Oh no! Good job, Mangu. Thank you. That. You're, you know, you did good <laughs> right. today. Thankfully for you in Australia, it's almost over, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, you know, I think enough for torturing Anthony for today. We can probably let him go sleep, right? Shall we? Well, but before Javier, I wanted to torture Anthony a little bit more. What? All right, all right. Have you played any tournament? I this, did this actually. Weekend, I did play. Uh, oh, what format was it? I played the showcases for Legacy and Vintage. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I don't remember the vintage, but I think I won 0 2 or 1 2 okay. or something and drop or 1 3 or 1 4. I don't, rem- I don't remember. I think maybe 1 4. I don't know. 1 4. Whatever. I just didn't <laughs> win games. And uh, I actually lost one of the games that felt like more losable than I have in me- memory, which is, I mean, I play a lot and I don't use, really use this kind of expression that often, right? Like, it was something like I had the game sort of locked up. I had like two counter spells and a tinker. I was playing Oath. And I think I had to be like, I drew Citadel, so my tinker got dead. And the two counter spells, my opponent had like two top decks and then Lurus. So I had one card down and eventually I drew like four lands and died. Like I just thought thought it was like a 100% center, but I didn't account of, because I could just go counter, counter, tinker, win. But I didn't account on the chance of drawing Citadel. So my tinker would go down. So I will not be a 100% center to win. And I actually lost the game, and that was like completely like I, I was. I sort of I I, I was standing at the screen for like ten minutes after that game. It was like I, I don't know what's going on here. Like I don't know how this happened. Uh, but yeah, and Sunday I played Legacy with Weber, where I tried a lot to play. I tried a lot to play it well, like you know, full focus or whatever, which is something I often do in Legacy. And I ended up doing six three, which is not a lot, but I got to six one. And, you know, I have been doing pretty poorly in the last tournaments online, the mocks, arena, whatever. So I'm going to count this as a semi-victory in, t- in terms of because I've been doing poorly, for real. So I think this, like, 6-3. I won 6-1, so I had a winning kind of because I had decent breakers. So I, I went for that, and it was a fine experience. At least I got to play decently. I actually punted in the last rounds. I could have played better, especially the last one, but I was very tired and... You know, I just should should play better. I just failed to do so. Magic is hard, but I'm looking forward to try to do well in one of these once again because it's been it's been rough times on the tables. Yeah, did you see uh, your friend uh, Baku ended up uh, splitting the final? I did. Yeah, he, I'm the classic Baku he, winning a legacy like every time. So yeah, it's insane. Like he, I believe he top four the. The qualifier or whatever, like the other major event, yep. and then he split the final with. Yep. This time only two questing druid, but yeah, I mean, big fan of the counterbalance here. This time it's already in the main yeah. mech, like it's not even on the sideboard. One counterbalance main, one yep. counterbalance side. Yeah, definitely. Like this is the Juju Bean, uh, uh, Blue Red Delver splashing questing druid with even portent and a little bit different, but yeah, that, that's definitely the, the shell. I. I mean, he just does well with all kind of Delver decks, so this is definitely a deck expert. And we see here, like, the four bubble. I did I did like the Grixis deck, but I feel like at this point, my conclusion would be, like, I like this mana base in the in the um, Timor Delver, but in the one in the other Grixis one, I for a weekend, I tested some, and I ended up putting one more land over one bubble. I played the 19 land. 
And for this tournament, I actually went back to 18 because everyone, a lot of good players were doing it. And I'm just like, I don't think that's right. Like, I just really regret not playing 19 lands this weekend. I just yeah, felt I like, playing, you know, it's the, this is way to lose games. Like, yeah, I just went to 19 yeah, for was... the Italian weekend, but I just went like, you know, there's a lot of players, like a lot of experts of that were weaky, whatever. They're playing 18, so I went like, you know, I'm just going to play 18 because the good players do, but I think that's wrong. And going forward, I will definitely play 19. And I hope... Next time I play Gux's Dalber, I will remember just to follow this one because the rest can be very custom, but I think 19 is this better. Like, this is, deck is not built the same as the other one. Like, Gux's Dalber actually, actually functions, functions differently. Like, you're not that often a full tempo deck because of the Archismo Masters dance work. Like, often you actually just pass pass in the winner matches or, you know, situations where both players have a ball master and not having lands there is extremely punishing. Like, you even have to play the counters differently. Like, you know, try to country more into lands, but not only that, like also having more lands helps a lot, you know. And I think that's that's a big difference I will have. I will will take into account going forward. Yeah. All right. I think that's enough uh, torturing Anthony. Yeah. Can, uh, I agree. Hey, Anthony's we happy. Can, <laughs> we can end this. Thank you so much, uh, of course, for listening to here. If you want to uh, join the page, uh, the Discord, and uh, support the podcast the place to go is patreon.com slash carnies where you know again we discuss about almost every format so uh, definitely it's a nice place to go and yeah that's it and thank you for listening i guess next week we will have some uh, more previews and uh, probably some modern results from the regional championship in Ghent, which will att- I will attend in a few days, so I'm excited for that. Good luck, Good luck there, Mingo. Bring us, bring us a victorious report. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. We built you a great right. yeah, qualification there. to. Thanks to for listening, it. everyone. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Cheers.